Welcome to the Writing Partnership Podcast. My name is Dr. Hardin, and I'm the Executive Director and one of the co-founders of the Writing Partnership. The Writing Partnership is a nonprofit organization based in Albany, New York, that seeks to empower the refugee community and other disadvantaged communities through literacy and leadership skills. I am very fortunate to have with me today a graduate of the program, Chemoe. Before we actually begin our conversation with Chemoe, I would ask that you, first of all, subscribe to our podcast. Our goal is to bring other additional guests on that will be alumni, that will be volunteers within the community, that will be community leaders to talk about the impact of literacy and leadership on their community. So please subscribe and please feel free to give us a great rating on any of the media platforms in which this podcast is broadcast. All right, let's begin. I'm very thrilled to have Chemoe with us. As I mentioned, Chemoe is a graduate of the program and I will allow him to tell you a little bit about himself, where he comes from, and what the background of one of the communities that the Writing Partnership worked with, namely the Corinne community in Albany, New York. Chemoe, welcome. Thank you, Dr. John. Um, my name is Chemoe, I came from Malawi refugee camp. Uh, a long time Burma border and yes I came to United States in 2011 and around 2011 and 12 I, uh, I started to evolve and work with water partnerships and with water partnership help um, I get into Bishop McGinn High School and graduate in 2016 and as for now, I um, I'm a, I study at Maria College, and um, I study at Maria College, and this is my last year, and hopefully in this coming December, I'll be done with everything. That's great. Chemoy, excellent. Thank you so much for agreeing to be with us. All right, so let me, uh, in order to kind of help our audience understand a little bit about you and your history, I need to kind of back this up a little bit, okay? Yes. All right, so probably for many of our audience members or audience listeners, they may not know who the Karen people are. And let's spell that in English. It would be, uh, it's generally spelled K-A-R-E-N, okay? And so why don't you um, tell us a little bit about who the Karen are as a people? Yes, um, the Karen people are, are known as the people from Burma in Karen state. But um, since the, um, there's a civil war breakup and in Burma, the more thousands of Karen people became refugees. They to Thailand, they became refugees. and. Yes, uh, became refugee and many of them started from uh, around two thousands. Many of them uh, came to United States, and my family arrived in United States uh, in two thousand eleven. Here, yeah, great. 
All right, so let's talk a little bit about the background because I think the background is important to kind of get a, a context, yes, right, yes. for who the Karen are and who Chemoy is, mm -hmm. all right? Yes. So um, you had said that um, the Karen people are an indigenous people yes. uh, from Burma, right? And um, that the uh, that after the Second World War, I think mm -hmm. you said yes. mm -hmm. that there, when Burma gained independence, there were some problems yes. between uh, what we think of as the the native ethnic Burmese people and the Karen populations. The population, right. Yes. Okay. And I think you also talked a little bit about the idea of a particular area in mm -hmm. in what is now called Myanmar. Uh, that has the uh, that that's was identified as Korean state, mm, yes, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So um, you said a little bit about the notion that there was a conflict, right? Mm -hmm. And as a result of that conflict, the uh, the uh, many of the Korean people um, were left Myanmar yeah. and went to Thailand. Thailand. In refugee camps. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you, were you so when you arrived in a refugee camp? Were you born refugee camp, or were you? Were, did you travel there as a child? Um, my my parents flee um, flee to Thailand to find refuge, and um, but in nineteen ninety seven, uh, my parents married, and in April I was born. And yeah, I was born in one of the refugee camp called <coughs> Meya. Um, it's uh, it's long Sel River, and yeah, I was born in refugee camp. Then we, the refugee camp, because um, that refugee camp um, is located in the Queen National Park, so we cannot stay there. Then um, the next year we, um, the whole refugee camp moved to um, Melau, and then. Um, I live my family and I will live in the um, in Malawi refugee camp for eight years and 2011 we came to the United States great all right so before we kind of jump into coming to the United States I want mm -hmm. to ask you a little bit about refugee camp okay, okay. Yes. Uh, what you remember right what yes. you remember because mm -hmm. this, this is a fairly long time ago yes. right, that you were there but you grew up in refugee camp. You grew, you know, you grew up in that experience, right? So um, one of the things that I have always um, that I have always thought is we call it refugee camp. Mm -hmm. For many Americans, camp is uh, <laughs> used in many different ways. Mm -hmm. The word camp, right? Yes. We talk about summer camp, right? My son will go to a summer camp, meaning, and that, you know, in a, in a place where he will play and learn and so on and so forth. But that's a very different understanding than refugee camp, mm -hmm. right? Yes. yes. So tell me about the refugee camp. What was it like when you remember growing up? Um, was there a lot of things or were there a few things? How did your parents make a living? How did you get education in refugee camp? In refugee camp, um, UN does uh, provide basic schools such as um, uh, preschool, kindergarten, middle, uh, elementary, middle school, high school, such thing like that. But um, after 
my experience right after most of the um, adult uh, young adulthood or graduate from high school they do uh, get diploma but um, the diploma was um, only the diploma was too local like um, they can only use in the refugee camp not outside of their um, refugee camp so yeah that the education was um, very like less respect basic yeah basics yes basis mm -hmm. and my parents um what uh, my parents do for a living is um my father uh, used to be a teacher in the in refugee camp my mother is a um take care of home and so basically housekeeper take care of the everybody like uh, her ch children's and make sure everything's um everything's at home is a uh, um, like everything's at home is the caramel. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I know your yes. mother, and your mother is a very very hardworking person, right? Yes, she's a very hardworking person, and and an excellent cook, by the way, right? I know that she's an excellent cook. Um, so in, we want to I think we want to emphasize that she must have been very very busy, mm. um, when you were growing up, right? Making sure that. Her children were safe and well cared for. Yes. Any idea, Chimoy, how yes. big the refugee camp was? The refugee camp is in, um, is the is for like thousands of um, families living there in a like small area, and most of the houses are very very close. For example, if one of the houses. Um, uh, what uh, one of if one of the house was burned down and then the rest of us can go at the same time without stopping mm. so yes that's a very dangerous and the opportunities was very limited for the people who live there uh, for those who cannot for uh, some parents who cannot read and write basically there is no job for them so yeah it is very hard to make a living in refugee camps Okay, great. That's good. That gives us a lot. This gives us a much better picture of what life must have been like, right? Okay, so now let's talk about education because mm -hmm. we, in, in our discussions prior to, to recording, we talked a little bit about some of the differences mm -hmm. between education in the refugee camp and education here in the United States or here in the Albany area, mm -hmm. right? So can yes. you tell us a little bit about the differences? The educations? Yeah, and education. The educations compare here uh, here in United States and there in refugee camp is um, totally different. Um, in refugee cat, um, camp, um, they charge a like like a small school fees, like a very small. But um, to some families, they can some family with uh, like many children, their parents cannot afford everyone to go to school. And in refugee camp, we do wear uniforms, but in here we don't. We don't. We have like we don't. You wear uniform forms in public school. The in refugee camp is the 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 very challenging thing is um you can learn only from the books other than books and you have no research to do more, like to find out more informations to to learn more about it. In here, United States, you can use internet to search for anything you want to learn, like additions from what you learn from school. 
Good. So tell me about the at the attitude of um, students, or no, not the attitude, the relationship between students and teachers in in refugee camp versus here in the United States. We we started having a conversation earlier mm. about some of the differences, right? So can you tell us about that? The relationships um, between student and teacher. So the students. Um, very very highly respect their teachers for example when um they they see their teacher on the rope they have to bow down and say good morning good evening good um good night teacher or something like that but uh, in america we don't do that but um in thailand uh, in thailand refugee camp we when when we see our teachers and the teachers talking to us, we have uh, we bond on our heads, and the sign of show respect to the teachers. Good, and good. Yeah. So that's very different, right? That's very yeah, different. Once you come here now, as a teacher, I I kind of like the idea right, mm -hmm. of showing uh, an outward sign of respect, which mm -hmm. the bowing is is what you said is right. Yeah, yeah. Is you're showing respect for the individual and the and basically the the job, the service that they mm -hmm. do, right? Yes. Um, for the community. So I think that's that's lovely. All right. Now, um, so when we come here, mm -hmm. what was what was difficult about the expectation, like for, for you, maybe for other Korean young people, mm -hmm. about the, uh, let's say for instance, uh, how you show respect? Yes. Um, in... In United States, um, we the the culture here is um, when the, when someone target to you, you have to and uh, use eye contact and by looking at their eyes. But when someone, uh, for example, when I first came here, I didn't know that. And when when I went to school, my teacher talked to me, and I bow down and. To them, it's a sign for dis disrespectful. So, but in our culture, it is a, a sign for respect. So yeah, it's very challenging to um, transform to another culture here. Yeah. And that's just one small example, right? Yeah. Of the, some of the differences. Example. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to think about that mm -hmm. um, in another context, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, because it's not just in the classroom, that how you show respect matters, correct? Yes. Right. Yes. So when you are on a job, yes. Yeah. You know, how you uh, show respect, and when you are dealing with someone, let's say in government, mm -hmm. or maybe someone in the police, mm -hmm. right? You show respect. Um, you show respect to them and their position, and how you do that uh, will basically uh, tell them whether or not you are actually listening and paying respect, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, here's the example, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, let's say, for instance, you and some of your friends are just come here, mm -hmm. and you are at the corner, at the corner of a street, mm -hmm. and, the, and the three or four of you are looking down at the sidewalk, you're not wanting to look at the police car going by or the police officer walking yes. by. Mm -hmm. And what might, in, in, using your 
eyeglasses of American culture, mm -hmm. what might the police or the, the government official might be thinking? Yeah, I guess um, they're probably thinking that um, the boys are hiding something and something might be wrong. But um, in our culture, it is an, a sign of res uh, showing respect to authorities. Yes. Right. So there's yeah. this huge cultural difference or mis you know misunderstanding, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That can occur over something very simple, yes. which is how you show respect to other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So that's that's um, really, I think that's a really good example. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Of yeah. some of the cultural differences. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, between uh, Korean culture and, let's say, for instance, the culture here in Albany, New York, yes. right, mm -hmm. in American culture. Okay, great. So let's now move forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you come to the United States. Yes, I do. And you come to Albany, the Albany, New York area. Mm -hmm. And yes. at some point, you uh, begin to become aware of a program called the Writing Partnership. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Um, at first, um, the writing partnership. Um, I never heard about the writing partnership, but um, I heard from one day when I went after I went to church and came past by the um, pastor house and some of the leaders, the elders, and the com um, community volunteers talk about it, and then um, they they said <coughs> they only. <clears throat> they only can take one person in a family to join the program. The program is very special, so I would cannot take every student, every student in a family. Yeah, to to go because there will be too too many people in the program. So yes, and my family and I we talk and we discuss, and then yeah, we go from then. Then I join the the. The program there. Yeah. Now you were still a very young man yeah, when you when you yeah when you uh, came in contact with the writing partnership. Mm. Tell me about that. Your first memories, your first experiences of the writing partnership, and you know again these are all memories, right? These are memories yes. for you. So you know, uh, what did you think? My experience with the writing partnership was a great experience. That um, as of back then, um, I was very new to uh, to the country. So yeah, I once a week we get we gather with Siena um, College students, uh, help with the, help build to um, uh, urge with homework, teach us leadership skill, and um, yeah, a lot of other things that we did together. And the most most important things, and I learned how to write better, uh, as a yeah, as a as a writer. Great. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So let me ask you. So one of the elements was, did you have fun? Do you remember having fun? Yeah. There's a lot of fun activities going on. After we finished out the homework, we have the, the you know, we play the games and a lot of games and the activities. We travel. Uh, we have. We went on a lot of trips, like for example, New York City, United Nations headquarters, and uh, um, Plymouth plantations, Plymouth Colony. Yes, great. Those are very excellent. Good, good, good. You're. Yes. Let me break this down a little bit. Yes. So you had fun, you had games, yes. right? And you learned to write better. To write better. Right? Yes. And you worked with some of the volunteers for the writing partnership. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and mainly that was the Siena College students, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Who would yes. come and volunteer, right? Mm-hmm. So when you began, now this is where you need to think back, mm-hmm. right? Yes. When you began to, to think about college, mm-hmm. right? Yes. When you began to think about, wow, you had college students who were coming to help you, mm-hmm. right? Um, that must have made an impression. Yes, um, uh, at first, um, I, did, um, I did not know about anything about the program, but um, I heard that um, we are going to, from the volunteers, that we are going to work with college students and like uh, make me like more interested in the program. So yeah, when I, whenever um, I'm in the right partnership, uh, partnership sections, um, um, when I when I have chance, I ask a lot of questions about college, and yeah, I learned a lot of many things from them. We share stories, and learn about the culture. Yeah. And did you learn anything about what it was like to be a college student in the United States? What is like to be a college student? Yeah. Um, I I asked many uh, many questions um, uh, from my partner in writing partnerships. Um, about the what it's like in the college in the United States, and they say like um, there's a lot of writings, and uh, you have to be responsible and take um, being when once you are on in college, you are on your own, and you have to take it very serious. Good. It's very different than different from high school. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. That's great. Those are good. Those are good important lessons to learn. So, as you grew through the program mm-hmm. and you were, you know, growing up, right? Yeah. Um, you c- continued to stay in contact with the program for mm-hmm. quite some time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so you ended up going to where did you go to high school? Um, I went to. Uh, when I first arrived, I went to um, Albany High. Then, um, in my senior year, I transferred to Bishop McGill, graduate in two thousand sixteen. Um, with a writing partnership help, um, get into HEO pro- program at Maria College. Yes, great, great, and that's in Albany, mm-hmm. right? In and Albany, you yes, are uh, you are going to get your degree soon. What degree are you going to get? Right now, I'm con- um. I'm there. Uh, this is my last year at New York College, and my deg- um, I concentrate in bachelor in art and communications. To and in December, um, hopefully everything will be done. Good. So you can be getting your bachelor's bachelor. degree. Yes. Now let me ask you a question. This is this is a question of memory. Mm-hmm. So. When you were young and you were coming over, right? So let's say 2011, you were coming here. Yes. Did you ever think that you would go to college? I, since I, wa- I was a child, and even when I arrived in um, in United States, I never dream of going to college because and it it seems to mean uh, with my parent uh, my parents do for living, it seems to me uh, impossible because um, my parents make a very basic income and um, I also didn't um, didn't do well in school but um, I try very hard to to get through and it seems seems like impossible to go to college and I never dream of going to college too 
but it is a dream come true that I get to go to college and experience the, um, the new things. And that's that's awesome, right? That's an awesome experience that you had. You came from refugee camp and you came to the Albany area, and you had no uh, likelihood, right? No mm -hmm. even dream of necessarily going to college. And now you're almost at the end of that journey uh, of going to college. So that's that's really amazing. Okay, I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's important for you and for our listeners to kind of understand what that might mean, mm -hmm. right? Yes. That you come from a place of with no possibility, right? No mm -hmm. understanding of possibility of going to college yes. and what that means to a place where I have been uh, been successful. Mm -hmm. in doing that yes. okay now here's another kind of question um, for you and that would be um, and that would be thinking about the future okay so after you graduate from college yes mm -hmm. I you and I have talked about some plans that you might have that you're gonna try for what might those new plans be um. As for now, I have one more semester to go and I will be done with a bachelor degree in communications this coming December. But um, my plan is if possible and the opportunity is over for me, I would like to go to graduate school and learn about government and economy. As part of my last semester at school, I am doing an internship with Wadi Partnerships. Um, my, hobbies, my goal is um, for the internship, uh, for this internship, just to learn how to do podcast and oral in oral history, interviewing the elders. In Good. All right, that's a lot. So let's break that down. You you throw a lot in, so that's fine. Okay. So let's just think of it. I want to break that in just a little bit, so we can get really good. So you're going to be getting your Bachelor of Arts in Communications. Yes. And then you want to go to graduate school, yes. right? Thank to get you. either yes. master's degree or maybe Same. even and uh, maybe even doctoral degree, right? So we're going to be working through that process yes. moving forward so that you understand about how to do that mm -hmm. right and yes, what yes. you need to look mm -hmm. at um and and in graduate school you've identified two areas that you want to work on or want you to learn more about mm -hmm. right yes so one you i believe you said was government government yes. and what was the other one the economics yeah. right economics, economics right yeah. So that that's part of kind of your goal My moving goals. forward yes. after you finish at Maria College. That's great. That's great. Those are really wonderful, wonderful goals. Now, um, in order to complete your program, one of the things that you mentioned that you are doing is you are doing an internship. Internships, yes. Here with the Writing Partnership. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you identified in regards to your internship, two goals that you have, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So the first one, pockets and um, yeah, all and, history. Right. And yeah. So well, let's let's do, let's yes. do one at a time. So yes. podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. So learning about how to use the medium, the medium right, yes. of podcasting in order to get information out and to tell right to, to tell mm -hmm. stories. But the second one, I think, has been a long-time dream of yours. Yes. Uh, I remember a young boy who I knew many years ago yes. who would come to me and tell me mm. about that he was interested yeah. in 
recording. Yes. Do you remember what you yes. used to tell me? The elders to yeah to make their to make part uh, el, el, to interview the elders to tell their stories for their um the next generations uh, for the next generations um yeah children's so that's our history will will not be disappear. Yeah, will yes. not be forgotten. Forgotten. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And this has been a long time. I mean, Very literally, this has been years and years yes, and years yes. that you have been talking about doing time. this. Yes. So congratulations that we are actually now able to begin that process. Yes. yes. So that is great. So that congratulations on, on being able to, to start that process. Okay. Now, you have identified the fact that you are afraid or fearful that the history will disappear. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Can you say more about that? In the past, um, the, our elder used to pass down the history uh, by oral and like through the poems, through the stories. And we thought thinking like um, the history would not disappear. But um, with, with any right informs, like with any right informed history, um, there's um, not a lot of history remains and like it's not became that uh, like that event as for um for the people for our current people so yes it is very important to do and now it's come to the technology experience so we can record it like for a person in actual time and yeah we have everything that we can do to make it possible mm -hmm. yeah now, Chimoy, let me ask you this question, and you and I have talked a little bit about this in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you grew up in a mm -hmm. refugee camp. Yes. Now you have younger siblings. Younger siblings, right? Yes. Tell me about the youngest sibling you have. My youngest sibling, uh, she was born in United States, two thousand fifteen, and basically right now. <laughs> She did not speak any English, understand any English, uh, understand any Korean language. She only speaks um, English. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think. And so, yeah. and what grade is she going to be going? She's into? going to be a uh, fifth grade this year. Okay. Yeah. This year. So, so I, you know, it, when I heard this, when you first told me this, mm -hmm. right? Yes. You were were explaining about how this was uh, a concern uh, that she could not speak Korean language, mm -hmm. right? That yes. she only could speak English, yes. mm -hmm. right? And, um, and I think when you and I talked about this, mm -hmm. we talked about the difference that she will never have known, right? Because she was born in this country, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. She was born in this country. So she will never have known the experience mm -hmm. Yes. of being in a refugee, in a camp, refugee camp, what life was like, like there, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And also what it means to come out of a situation of mm -hmm. conflict, yes. meaning war, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, or at least hopefully she'll never have that experience, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But at this point in her life, that's... And how different is... That's very different, right, that's from you? Difference. Yes, very different. Okay. Um, in here, she's um, 
the child and uh, children who grow up here uh, basically they never see what uh, what it's like in refugee camp and they may not understand and they do experience the war but um, they the if they um, there is history or they can only learn through the his history that made 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 in like made from the uh, has has been made through the videos documentaries newspaper articles they can read to read that but uh, they won't have a chance um, opportunity to see it in the persons yeah that's great that is really that's a wonderful wonderful gift I want you to understand that I think that's a wonderful gift that you are giving to the next generation yes. of Korean Americans, mm. right? Yes. Um, who are you know who are born, let's say here, right, mm. yes. and do not necessarily have the experience mm. of their elders um, and had the experience of mm. what it means like to to live in refugee camp. Yes. and uh, experience of you know coming out of conflict mm -hmm. right yes. so you know again my my congratulations I'm looking forward to doing this I think this is great yeah, this is great excellent all right Chimoy is there anything else that you can you, maybe if you can just end by saying something about what you think when you look at your life mm -hmm. when you look back on your life right now yes how did writing partnership affect you? Um, writing partnership since uh, um, helped me through like my education process since the beginning. I can I can tell that like when I came I graduated from Bishop again with writing partnership help and I get to get into college with a free. Uh, Free tuitions and and with um yeah free tuitions uh, scholarships with writing partnership help and now I'm about to finish the um my bachelor degree from college so yeah uh, since the beginning of my academic um, journeys is without writing partnership is impossible to to yeah to go this far. Amazing, yes. and I want to first of all thank you for you know you have devoted a much of your life yes. to coming to writing partnership and and that's amazing, all right. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you too for having the courage uh, and the dedication to come mm -hmm. and work as hard as you have, yes. right? Because it would be very easy not to work so hard. It would be very easy to not struggle with language right and with leadership yes. and and maybe at some point we can talk um, not today but maybe another time you can come yes. back on and we can talk about what leadership looked like um, because I think leadership within the refugee community can be a very um, difficult subject to discuss yes okay yes so I think that would be good all right Chemoe, thank you so much thank for you, everything. Thank you so okay. much. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. And yes. thank everyone out there. Please, again, please subscribe. And please feel free to leave us a great review. And look forward uh, to additional podcast episodes coming shortly. Thank you so much.